convinced that DJ quit This song don't give a damn You can't sing or dance to it, can't romance to it This song ain't arrogant, if you don't try and buy it Or if your radio denies it Alright, welcome to Off the Rails, episode 2 I'm Noah as always, and I'm joined by Sean Bubba and on this episode, we're going to talk a little Electronic Entertainment Expo. We're going to eulogize a countdown legend. And Bubba's going to tell us about an exciting journey he's about to take and how you can join him. But first, let's talk a bit about this beer we're drinking tonight, Jay. Well, we have a, uh, a blind pig here made by Russian River Brewing Company in NoCal. They're the famous brewers of the Pliny the Elder, if somebody, anybody's heard of that. Or Pliny the Younger, which you can only get on tap, so I have to make a road trip one day up to up to the up to the brewery. Up to the brewery, but uh, I got this. I wanted to give a little plug to my local liquor store in Cyprus, Icon Beer and and uh, Cigars, and this is a special beer they hand out for good customers. So yeah, very, you, it's very rare. This is coming from their exclusive refrigerator, is what you said. Correct. Well, I mean, not, yeah, I mean. The private stock. It's the private stock, yeah. right. So You have to be, you have to know somebody. To get I actually beer. got a Pliny uh, last week, and I asked about the blind pig, and I went in today, and I picked up some brews for the show, and he's like, hey. I go, hey, you got a Pliny? I, so I thought we'd taste a Pliny, and then he unveiled this. He hid it from me, and when I got up to the register, he brought this out for us. That sounds like you're a good customer. Yeah, nice well, little right. surprise. Yeah, so let's try this out. Let's yeah, let's little, try let's it. Let's do a little pouring here. Now, how is the... Uh, this is not too bad. The, the ABV is a 6.25, so okay. it's, it's not bad. How's the, uh, je- the beer judging coming? The beer judging's coming along good. I got on the mailing list in the OC area, so I can get invited right. uh, to judge, hopefully, at a home brew competition, start out that way, and doing some, some light reading. I have to, you know, obviously, like I said before on the last show, I've got to learn how beer is made. That's that's a big part of it. Well, I can help you with that. Well, right. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm a, I'm a beer maker myself. Brewmeister. I don't, uh, I don't know about Brewmeister, but I'm. I definitely can. I can make a beer or two here. I've been this known guy's to, like uh, to Ma- Max von Sydow in in uh, Strange Brew. So Ooh, the yeah. other thing. So the other thing I learned is that's a good head here. The other thing I learned here upon my reading, there's a little. They have this rundown. It's the ASTMO rating. It's appearance, smell, taste, mouthfeel, and overall rating. So you are totally taking this as serious as possible. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm yeah. impressed. This is good. So, I like so this. the appearance. It's it's kind of light. I think it's it, it kind of looks like a pilsner color there. Yes, uh, very golden, almost very like golden. a Budweiser. Yeah. yeah, it's very golden. Yes. Is, and then you you got a smell here. Okay. Yeah, like a tang. Tangy. Very yeah. floral. Yeah, floral. Yeah. I can smell some hops in there. And then we'll get a little taste here. Oh, that is. That's good. That's good and hoppy right there. That's good, yeah. It's hoppy, but it's good. It's not a bad hop. It's not It's not overly hoppy. Uh, Mouthfeel is good. You, got, you can taste the citrus in there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mouthfeel is really good, too. It's nice mouth and kind of clean. bubbly. And then, it's yeah, clean. It's, yeah. it's not like some, you know, sometimes you get some of these. These hop, hoppy beers, these IPAs, some, uh, and they're like real syrupy sometimes mm-hmm. w- with the citrus. But uh, overall, I think I would, you know. Now, it, now you have a scale. We talked. We went to the right, Hill Tavern right, last week. The five bottle caps. And you've created the five bottle cap scale. I would give this one a four or five, really, because it's because it's sessionable. Really, it's at a six two five. I'm getting the hops I like, and I can, you know. You can keep drinking this. Yeah, you could drink a few of these. Right, exactly. So I'm right. getting I'm getting what I like. I mean, I I would think this is a little better than a Stone IPA myself. A little more, a little more flavor. Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. It's well, it's clean too. It's crisp. It's clean, so yeah. you can drink it on a hot day. Yeah. So yeah, as a summer beer session, four point five. Yeah, it's a little more than a session. I mean, anything over anything over five is oh, for me. More than for a me, session, it's a session. Well, if you, I got, I have some audio recording that might that might well, counter that. <laughs> well, but then I was, you know, those, you know, when you drink double digits, when you session double digits, it can right. go downhill real quick. Yeah, yeah, things get crazy. <laughs> so we were at the Goat Hill last week. Yes, Goat Hill Tavern in Newport Beach, and we actually ran into a listener. OG Tay in the house. Have you listened to the Off the Rails podcast? I have listened to the Off the Rails podcast, 
And I will say, uh, I, I used one of the tips I heard on uh, episode one about using a uh, stool to raise your knees above your rectum to help you in your uh, use of the toilet. You're talking about the squatty potty. I am, but I, I improvised and used my own devices, but same result. Very excellent. That's good. Sean, we're here at the Goat Hill Tavern. Yeah. How do you think, what, what is your impression of the Goat Hill? Very packed, very crowded. Good crowd. Can I get a beer? Someone give me a beer. On a scale of one to five bottle caps, what does the Goat Hill Tavern get? As a tavern overall, four or five. Four point five. Four point five. That's a very high that's a very high score for the Goat Hill. Yeah, yeah, they've got everything you want. Everything? Almost everything. <laughs> there it is, Goat Hill Tavern. We we've reviewed it. <laughs> so so there you go. So we have a listener who actually we actually did a good service by bringing out the squatty potty. And uh, we had a listener use it. So any other reactions? What other reactions from episode one did we hear? I, did you get anybody kind of give you any reaction? Yeah, I got a, a few fans' reactions. Uh, they, they liked it. Uh, they actually sent in some requests. So if, if anybody else that's listening wants to, you know, hear us talk about anything, send it in to our uh, email. It's uh, otrpod at gmail.com. Send in your requests, and you know maybe we'll talk about what you want us to uh, talk about. Maybe yeah, we'll hear it. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Bubba, any reactions from some of your your fold? You know what? It's funny because you already made a liar out of me because I I assured the so I'm I also appear on the strength cast, and uh, they they all listened to it and they all thought it was super funny and everything, and. Uh, I said, I don't know where you got this crazy idea, but the Samson thinks that like we talk about nothing but taking dumps and whatnot. And I go, look, dude, I can tell you, we've already worked on the outlines for like the next two episodes. There's nary a mention of poop in the bunch. So I said, I think you're safe. We are, but to be fair to us, that was Wilcher was speaking in reference to something that happened yeah. on episode one. In episode one, so, and yeah. we're just kind of reviewing. It's not like one, we so. brought up uh, taking dumps all over again. True. So this we, is we're going to try to be. Poop free for the next couple episodes. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if it happens, or, yeah, we can't guarantee if it we'll happens. Be or, if it right. happens organically, it happens organically. <laughs> Please steer this like, guy away from the talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. If we start talking you. about poop, we yeah. start talking about poop. Oh so. my god! Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're no, gonna I, be, we're gonna keep a close eye on you. Yes, right, well. keeping tabs. <laughs> I I got good reaction. We got a lot. Of, we I got, I think we got more listeners uh, than I than I anticipated, and that was good. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll keep that number up and just build from it. So. But uh, like like Sean said, if you have any comments or you have any questions, uh, you got something you want us to talk about, you want to be a guest on the show, we're open to that as well. So hit us up at otrpod at gmail.com. So Bubba, the uh, the big news this week, yes. uh, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, better yes. known as E3. The E3 show. I, I, I know that you exhausted the conversation, I'm sure, last night when you recorded your strength cast. By yeah. the way... Go download StrengthCast if you haven't already. Yeah, uh, yeah. you can go to strcast.com to download another hot banger by the StrengthCast crew. Like, You'll love the cut of their gym, dude, so I'm told. It was long as shit, but I mean, you know, like I said, we, we can kind of go over, you know, that's an all video games podcast, so we have a tendency to kind of go ape shit on stuff like that, but the, the new consoles are all out there now, so it's like this time last year it was like... Uh, uh, Xbox and you know Sony and Microsoft were like jockeying for position. They were hyping, you know, flogging their next generation uh, consoles. We had the Wii U was already out there, so it's like now the that the big three, you know, there's and it's it's really kind of the big two. Nintendo's really sort of turned into an also ran. Uh, well, the, I'll since, say one thing. That video Wii. you showed me earlier, we're going to talk about it in a yeah, minute. That video you showed me, they might jump back in the I race. Think they're gonna sell, I think they're going to sell quite a few. So that's the good news. The big thing that really came out of E3 is not it really any one thing. It's the fact that, okay, now we have all the new consoles are out there. Now let's just start selling games. Games, games, games. There was like so many new games announced. Uh, a lot of them are new IPs. You know, you have your... 
you know, all that evergreen shit, you know, like what's your a, Maddens. What's, okay, what's your, an IP? Because even I don't know what Intellectual IP property, okay. as, as we call it, in the business. Right. <laughs> uh, so, no, it's basically like, uh, uh, you know, you have like a franchise or a, you know, whatever you want to call it, Madden, Call of Duty, these type of games where they can just shit out sequel after sequel, year after year, and people will buy it. It's crazy because there's a... Uh, 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 there's a company out there that does a Farm Simulator game, and they released this year Farm Simulator 2015. Now, I don't know what's different from Farm Simulator 2015 from Farm Simulator 2014. Did, uh, did they invent any new vegetables right, like in the crops, last year? Right, like what, crops. Yeah, who knows? It's new killer insects. It's, it's crazy as shit. So who knows what's going to go on with that. But Maybe like I said, it was... hops now. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly. For the beer simulator right. 2015. Right. right. Yeah, that's what they need to do. They need to come up with one where you simulate brewing your own beer. Yeah. I think most people that brew their own beer just brew it. They don't have to simulate it. Yeah, you don't, need to, you don't need to play a game about <laughs> that sounds it. sounds like a lot of work to me. But Brewing? Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant... Point farm farmville. That's the good. <laughs> the good though. The good thing about the show this year, like I said, was just it was like a ton of games and a ton of different games. And I showed you guys the trailer for uh, Devil's Third, which wow. is a Wii U exclusive. Believe it or not, this is uh, uh, Tomonabu Itagaki, who is this. That just rolled off your tongue. He. This guy <laughs> is crazy. He's a obviously he's a Japanese uh, game designer. If you ever see this guy, he acts like a rock star he wears shades everywhere he wears like leather pants this guy's a real artist if you ever see this guy <laughs> the other games that this guy has worked on the ninja gaiden series which are you know famous for their horrific amounts of violence and arterial spray like you know like sure. most like most japanese entertainment right. have, to have a lot of blood and gore right. and uh he's also behind the dead or alive beach volleyball uh series heard about that oh, which, okay. uh, it, that this, explains a lot in that video. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, this guy is well-renowned. His team has revolutionized the boob jiggle physics within games. They boobs, <laughs> they bounce, they sway to and fro. They can That's operate awesome. independently yep. of each other. It's fantastic. As well they should. Yes. As yeah. well they should. Uh, fantastic is a good word yeah. for that. That, yes. that. That was really interesting. But like I said, just... It, it to me, and now I own a PS3 and PS4. I've never really thought about it, but like I really want to get a Wii U. Just <laughs> and so you I can really play this Devil's Third. I would probably play Devil's Third. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I really want it I for like it for Mar sure. I want Mario Kart. They had uh, Super Smash Brothers. I don't know if you've ever played uh, Super Smash Brothers I have. before. Yes, that's another hot property that Nintendo has. They made a real strong showing, and which is good because they've been in third place for a super long for time. For sure, for sure. But um, well, I mean, I have a Wii and it just sits there. Yeah, that's yeah. mine collected dust. I, I traded mine in, but I think I'm ready for the Wii U just because the Mario Kart looks so great, the the Super Smash Brothers looks great. All in all, it was a, a really solid E3. Um, nobody, you know, last year uh, Sony just ran away with it, uh, and the PS4 was so dominant. You know, they said they could tell by the pre-orders that it was going to really kick the Xbox One's ass. I've got a question for you. Do you think, like you said, I mean, it's a good thing we're just seeing games now, but do you think that they're, the developers are hitting their full potential with the, with the systems, or is there still room for growth with, you know there, what I mean, with the graphics yeah, yeah, and yeah. gameplay? Yeah, that's a good question. It's, it's always the best, you know, you never see the best work for a console, like for the PS3, the first round of games were like dog shit. You know, they weren't they weren't good at all, and uh, it it took a few years actually for the uh, PS3 to you know to really hit its stride, and uh, I think that we're not going to see the best out of uh, Sony and Microsoft. I mean, it'll probably take another year or two. I mean, the games that I saw at E3 looked really good. Uh, Sunset Overdrive for Xbox One is another one. Uh, take a look at the trailer for that if you haven't already. It is jaw-dropping. It looks amazing. Nice. Um, but I think that games will continue to get better over the next couple of years. And, you know, they're just scratching the surface as to what these new consoles can do. Well, I saw an interesting stat the other day, too, that, and it 
kind of reiterated my thought process because I haven't jumped into this this fray at all. But there's a lot of people who who bought the Xbox 360 and now are moving back, either moving to or moving back to the Sony product and going to the PS4. And Xbox is losing uh, some of their people. Yeah. And that's kind of the... I mean, I, I had to put the PS1, the PS2, and then when the Xbox 360 and the PS3 came out, I decided to go to the Xbox, which was... I mean, I'm not... I, I love that system. It's yeah. still a great system, but... I'm leaning towards going back and jumping into the PS4. I've never left Sony. I've, I've stuck by them. I've always been a Sony guy, too. But some of the games that, that Microsoft is releasing, you know, this stumble that they're having with the Xbox One was just, it was all marketing. Their messaging was all wrong. And they came out and they, they uh, everything that they announced when the Xbox One was announced they've now like flip-flopped on it. Like initially they said... Because they're pissing off consumers. Yeah, exactly. They said it has to be online at all times, which is problematic. What if your internet goes out? Right. If your internet goes out, you should still be able to play games on the console that you paid for. Exactly. Uh, Well, you shouldn't have to have internet to play video games. Right. right. If you spend $400 on a system... And you just want to... You don't want 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 to do multiplayer online. You just want to play games. You should be able to do that. Sure. Yeah. Um... Uh, and, and, you know, of course, they, they wanted it to not play used games. So they, they had fully planned to cut the used game market out. A lot of really anti-consumer shit. But to Microsoft's credit, I mean, it's taken them, you know, six, seven months, and they've lost some time. But like I said, this generation takes a long time. It takes a long time for the best games to come out. It's, you know, it'll probably be a good seven to eight years before we hear anything about the next generation of consoles down the line. So they have a lot of time to catch up. And they've been really responsive to consumers. So even though I bought a PS4 and not an Xbox One, I give them credit for listening to consumers about that. So, um, but uh, yeah, all in all, like I said, just a lot of great games. You'll be glad to know that uh, uh, Sony sewed up the Disney Infinity 2 for a 30-day window of exclusivity, so oh, okay. if you want it for the 360, I can still get it for you for the friend price, but uh, <laughs> it'll be 30 days after the, the PS3, PS4 versions come out. Okay, yeah, I just actually I actually just got an email from Amazon asking me if I want to pre-order all that, so... Pre-ordering for I suckers? they did email you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got the email. Do you want to pre-order the Disney Infinity 2.0? They, they see and you coming. And all the characters. They see you coming. Oh, they, they, well, yeah, I bought... I bought half the stuff. I now officially I now officially own all of the Disney Infinity characters. Nice. What a good dad you are that you well, want your kids to see the lightsabers, well, right? Yeah, thanks you to you and your and your loud mouth in my house. Thank you very much for that. I told so. I told Noah's kids cuz I don't think we talked about this on the last episode. This, uh, this is a miss a lost episode comment, but <laughs> I came in and 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 told not only told Noah's kids that if they wanted to unlock the lightsabers in Disney Infinity Dad has to buy you all the figures, so they got they dug into him on that, and then I also told him to dig into his wallet late at night and take out the pictures of the presidents on them. <laughs> yeah, I haven't quite done that yet, yeah. to my knowledge. Yeah. But, no, they will. Yeah, they have suckered me into doing the uh, the Disney Infinity. They don't own them all yet. They're still in a basket up there. I guess I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I don't think my kids will be listening. I, I, I'm I sure hope. you're. I'm sure you're just as into it as they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I definitely am. Yeah, there's good. no, I would not have bought them just for them. So it's, yeah. I'm definitely buying them more for, well, I'm buying them for them, but it's more for me too. Yeah. So, and I don't know if you've seen them, but they, so they announced they had the Avengers cause you know, the second, uh, Disney infinity is going to have a ton of Marvel stuff in it. So they, they have the Avengers. They announced the Spider-Man set, which has Spider-Man, Venom, Iron Fist and Nick Fury mm-hmm. and Nova. So I think it's from the cartoon Spider-Man. Those guys are all from the cartoon show. Yeah, no, they're yeah, like I said, they're pimping them on Amazon already for pre-order. And, and Guardians of the Galaxy. I've always wanted a Rocket Raccoon and Groot uh, figure, and it looks like I'm gonna to get, yeah, get my saw, wish. I also saw Merida from Brave and uh, yeah. Maleficent. They're gonna de- they're definitely gonna be pimping their movies. So as their movies come out, they're gonna definitely be pimping those those yeah, characters and as well. it's totally whack because they didn't use the Sleeping Beauty Maleficent. They used the Angelina Jolie Maleficent. Well, so yeah, like, that's because, again, they're pimping their movie. They, that's the, I think that's what they're going to do. But and she I, doesn't turn into the dragon in the movie. I, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. 
That's what I heard. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Look out. It's been out for long enough. So, I mean, and wasn't it the number one movie? So speaking I don't know. I think anybody who wanted to see it saw it. Yeah. <laughs> you might be right. The wait for Blu-ray crowd has not chimed in on that one yet. <laughs> the countdown will begin this Sunday afternoon at 1, right here on the radio station you grew up with. Music Radio 138. Oh, fuck. What the hell's going on? Jesus, <laughs> well, isn't it the last hour? We got another hour to do? I thought we were almost finished. Good golly, Miss Molly. This is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at 2. 2. Now, we're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. I'm coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time, I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I gotta talk about a fucking dog dying. So that was Casey Kasem. Top 40 DJ, the the master of the countdown, the one man who made his living as counting from 40 down to, to one. Yes. And uh, he as, pioneered that. He, he he was a he was a pioneer for sure. He he was you know. Anybody, I had forgot about him till this week. You'd forgotten about. I him. mean it's I mean with today's music, you're on iTunes and downloading. I mean I haven't listened to the radio and I don't know how long. So I had almost forgotten about him and. But you probably had heard of him because he did Scooby Doo. He did. Oh yeah, sure, he, for sure. I knew who he was. Time, I mean, you know. when we were kids, I listened to his Top Forty uh, every weekend. Yeah, everybody yeah. did. Yeah. We used to listen to Top yeah. Forty, and then you know all of the voiceover work that he did as Shaggy yeah, and Scooby Doo. Right. Correct. Lest we forget, he was also the voice of Robin. Yeah. In uh, the Super Friends. Yeah. Any any Batman and Robin cartoon. Sean's mind is blown. I, I am blown it. by that. I, I, I did not it. know that. I, I knew the Scooby Doo, and I'm I'm trying to picture the voice. I'm trying to hear it. In my yeah, he was the voice. He was of trying Robin. to hear that. He was the voice of Robin, not only in the Super Friends, but in the. You remember when the uh, in the in the new Scooby Doo movies <laughs> when they used to they used to have like Mama Cass would come on and sure. Don Knotts and right, shit. Right. And remember, uh, my favorite ones were always ones where Batman and Robin came on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was Robin. Shaggy, when Shaggy that. talks to Robin, it's just Casey Kasem talking, talking to himself. Talking himself, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So as of this moment, this very moment, Casey Kasem is still alive. Wait, 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 wait. Are you sure? Hang on. No. Google that. I'm checking my phone right now. Somebody Google that very but, quickly. But any moment, he could pass away. He could. He could be no more with us. But I think he could live on forever with all those little voiceovers. I heard he does. Yes. He's. He's. He's recorded so many drops. Yes. He could go on for he infinity. Continue, yes. Forever. He might. That would be great. He might. You got all that? Bubba's, Bubba's frantically checking Google to see if Casey Kasem yeah. is in fact he's still alive. alive. He, he's alive. There's no yeah. news of death. As Casey. of this moment, he is alive. But it's not long. No, he doesn't he have is long not on long the surf. They, they pulled the... They pulled the nutrition from him. They're no longer feeding him intravenously. Yeah. Didn't he vanish for a while? They couldn't find him? What happened? Yes. What yeah, happened? So his I heard wife, something about his he wife was abducted missing? him. Okay. So he was abducted by his own wife. By his tall Amazonian wife. Yeah. Or she abducted him. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. There was a huge court battle in his family because his kids did couldn't even see their own father. Well, that's and, a problem. Yeah, it's a problem because the guy's dying, and of course, you know, they right. want to go see him. Sure. And to and his, cash in as well. To his wife, yeah, well, the whole thing is, is like, 
who's the who's the gold digger? Is the wife the gold digger? Are the kids gold diggers? It it's it it all depends on all who you of ask. the above. It's Rashomon. It's a different story depending on you know whoever you talk to. I'm gonna say it's it, all of them. It's it's possible. I mean, it's not yeah. the. I will tell you this right now. Casey Kasem's wife is crazier than a shithouse rat. Yes. Have you seen this broad on TV? Adam, the, she, she threw the hamburger at she the... She threw hamburger at the kids. At the kids, right. And she, I mean, if they're, well, although, like I said earlier, I think if they're pulling the feeding tube out, maybe she should have thrown the hamburger in Casey's mouth and maybe try to get some sustenance. Might have just went down his gullet. Yeah, yeah. But if you She's ever... starving him out, you're saying. Well, the that's, kid, that you, is, is, that, is that what you're saying? The kid's decision was to, to, to stop sustaining his life so pull the feeding tube out pull the all the tubes out they wanted to unplug him see casey Kasem is like some type of futuristic cyborg man in that he needs machinery to remain so wait he's the only reason he's alive is because he's on machines right okay he's being fed, yeah being fed through a tube yeah so he's dead well as of this moment he's still alive well. but if you want to how talk long quality he, of life how long has he been dead for in my best casey Kasem. At this moment, he's still alive, but in 29 seconds, <laughs> he may be dead. You might remember this top classic from uh, the last time I drew breath without the assistance of a machine. Um, so, like I said, holy I, cow, Batman! <laughs> really, really, his, that was him. His old lady took him I don't off. Know if I'm buying that. It's she, true. I'll, I'll play some clips for you. I when need we to take a break, that. but I, I'll tell you. Uh, his wife, this giant, tall, blonde lady. This is why I'm kind of like I said. I don't. I'm not. I don't have a dog in this race. But anytime you start quoting the Bible and throwing hamburger meat, it tells me that you might not be the most mentally stable. Yeah. Well, you saw. You saw her. This broad is a pain in the tits. I'm sure that you know they had a great marriage and this, that, and the other thing. But the kids are from a previous marriage, and they. Uh, want to see their dad sure. and the stepmom doesn't want the kids to see the dad she doesn't want you know uh i don't know she don't want him pulled from life support or what the deal is or she wants to hoard you know casey's uh top 40 money when he you know when they tee up the bucket for him to kick it um who knows it's such a it's it's such a weird story and and when you see Gene Kasem on oh, the news, Jesus. the wife. She is giant. Or, it, or is he that short? Both. Well, yeah, both. It's it's a it's a real it's a wow. real weird situation. And you may remember her from the the the, the Tortellis, which was a spinoff of Cheers. Yeah. She played the woman who married Carla's ex husband on Cheers. So in the there early, was a Cheers spinoff. Yeah. I, mi- I miss that. Yeah, it was a. <laughs> so you remember? Uh, God damn, she is. Gigantic. You remember Rhea Perlman, right? Carla, the waitress. Yeah, yeah Danny the, DeVito's she wife. She married. Yeah, she married yeah. Danny DeVito. So the husband she divorced. Jay Thomas. No, Jay Thomas was her next husband. Oh, he was Eddie, a hockey player. The Eddie, hockey player. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Lebeck. Eddie Lebeck. Right. Yeah. Um, but prior to that, she was married to uh, Nick Tortelli, and uh, who was played by Dan Hedaya. And Dan Hedaya is one of those character actors who uh, you've seen in a, in a million things. Yes. Uh, he always plays a swarthy, slimy dude. Swarthy. And uh, uh, he played Carla's ex-husband, and Gene Kasem played his new wife. And they had a spinoff. It was on NBC for like one season maybe. Um, and that is like her claim to fame other than, hey, I'm the giant statuesque blonde who is banging this tiny Armenian or whatever the fuck Casey Kasem is. Yes, he's probably the most famous Armenian of all time. So wait a second. I know he was shaggy, but he was also Scoob? No, no Scoob no, was no. domestic. He was just, no, he was just, he was he was just shaggy. shaggy. Okay. Yeah. And some other, maybe some villains. I think he was some villains, right? Some generic villains. He, was, he did a couple, he did a couple like generic. Uh, background yeah. characters sometimes yeah. from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. He would play the occasional scientist or right. whatnot. Even in the Super Friends, I remember when they they would have like expositional characters. It would be like a sign. Superman has to have the scientist has to explain shit to Superman because you know Superman's an idiot. He has to have shit explained to him all the time. <laughs> Casey Kasem would be that. Well, guy. that's true. Yeah. Oh, let's not get into this conversation. He'd say, "Well, Superman, if you uh, you can only defeat this villain 
by throwing him into the sun. Right. Well, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that on episode four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The super, the, the super, super friends. friends. Casey Kasem's fine, uh, outstanding voiceover work in the Super Friends. He was a meathead, Superman. Yeah, Superman's a dumbass. Yeah, it's amazing to me that he could take the simplest thing of counting from forty to one and turn it into a career. Yeah, it's. There's it, no way he does that in this day and age. There's just no way. It's just like you said, with iTunes and everything's going on, there's no way. Kind of like the Vin Scully of the the countdown. He was for his day. Little, I mean, he was yeah. the top guy. He was the top yeah. radio guy. The thing that I really, the thing that I'm really excited about with this guy getting ready to croak, is that that sound that you're hearing right now, that's the uh, chapstick being applied to Ryan Seacrest's lips so he can kiss his ass. <laughs> Because the second, <laughs> second this guy drops dead, it's going to be Dick Clark all over again, dude. This guy's going to be all over Casey Kasem's jock the second he drops dead. You mark my words. I buy that. That yeah. Ryan Seacrest is a miserable piece of shit. Leech. He's a leech. Well, he's he's the leech. new guy. He's the new yeah. top. He took over the job. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just like the way, you know, like you would hear, uh, you know, like uh, Jimmy Fallon kiss Jay Leno's ass or something like oh. that. It's disgusting, right? It's awful. So, so yeah, uh, by Ryan Seacrest saying, like, oh, Casey Kasem, you know, a legend, blah, 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 blah. It would be like, oh, it's as if, you know, Casey has passed the torch. Right. Which, of course, you know the guy can't do. He's been in a vegetative state for, like, the last, I don't know, six months or something. Well, he's, already, well, he's, he's, he's had dead. Parkinson's since 2007. He's yeah. been dead for a while. I mean, he's been, yeah, he's been a shell of himself for a long time, so... But uh, like I said, we're we're uh, we're just looking back on a great career. We're wishing him well, but uh, he's probably not going to make it. Let's yeah. let's just be honest here. So I don't. When is when will this see air? I, I I give it I give it about three to one odds that by the time you're listening to this, he is as dead as Julius Caesar. Yeah, I give it better odds than that. I I, I would say I'd be I will be completely shocked if he's still alive. When if you're listening to this, there's hope for Gene though. Gene saying, "Feed my husband." <laughs> Feed him. Feed right. Him. That's all he needs. He has feed Parkinson's, him. but he's just super hungry. Right. <laughs> feed feed my husband. You know what? My husband's dying, but if you could find it in your heart to stop by in and out on your way over and just give him my hamburger. She wants to put him I'll back I'll have on. a number 10. We yeah. don't know. She might still be alive because there, there's she's filing legal documents here to uh, reverse the judge's order yeah right. to remove all life support they i think they unplugged him from that machine but she's trying to get him she's trying to do everything she can yeah. to get those tubes back yeah. in there she says casey is not at death's door she made some uh, i say he's been dead for six months like she made some, some some uh, stovetop stuff and yeah he's, he's gonna go uh, over there put it in his mouth he, use hat, he uses hand signals to communicate that's what she's saying and <laughs> facial expressions <laughs> And his facial expression says, please, Get the hell away from please me. let me die yes. with dignity for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I don't, yeah, like I said, I will be shocked if he is, in fact, alive. It is, of course, a terrible, sad family tragedy that I'm laughing about. Yes, it is. I didn't, I didn't realize he was Armenian, but looking at him now, he definitely, yeah. Yeah, he's probably, the, I can't think of another Armenian that's famous, so he's probably the most famous Armenian of all Is he times. Armenian? That was yes. a guess on my part. yes. He is Armenian, yes. I did not realize that. He is an Armenian-American. So, I guess to, to, to close this up, there's only there's only one real way to, to close up this. Let's just say... God bless him. God bless and Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars, Casey. That's nice. right. Keep, <laughs> nice. your, uh, keep your back in the dirt and uh, <laughs> vaya con Dios. Yeah. 39, 38, 37 to you, my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, it is. It is a tragedy. We should. We're 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 we're, <laughs> we're giggling like little schoolgirls over a tragedy. tragedy. But you know, it is a tragedy. He laughed. He laughed. <laughs> so we yeah. We hope you enjoyed the uh, the little rant there. There's plenty of rants like that on on YouTube. So enjoy it. Jeez, I thought we were almost finished. Good golly, Miss Molly. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. I guess we should kind of move on to the next thing here, where it says a uh, big announcement from Bubba. Oh, yeah, I don't know how big it is. but well, uh, it's big for us. It's big it, on our show. It's it's going to be a fun thing. We'll check in on it every now and again to yeah, see how I'm doing. You're going on a journey. I'm. So this is a this is a thing. This is an idea I had. So I, as as we might have mentioned in last last podcast, is that I've been 
a kind of a closeted wrestling fan for a for a long time. Yeah, there's nothing closeted about it. It's very <laughs> very apparent that no, you're a wrestling hey, fan. Hey, when I'm amongst my own kind, I can speak freely. Uh, I can I can speak about uh, your demolitions, your powers of pain, your uh, you know th- I could talk about these type of things with with my own kind, right, with my own people. But when I'm at work and stuff, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm pretty mum about it. I don't wear like a you know Hulkamania t-shirt or nothing like that to the office. That would at be at least not in plain view. That would be a bad idea. <laughs> it's no, under his polo. No, right. You know I you know I hate Hogan. You know I absolutely hate You're Hogan. You're a shill for Hogan. Hogan. What are you talking about? Hogan is garbage. You're macho total, Macho Man forever, bitch. You're a total Hogan mark. I should have ate that sushi, brother. <laughs> oh, brother, shouldn't have had that sushi. Um, oh, when we release that episode, it's gonna be amazing. Just Start writing everything down, like these little comments that you, that make no sense to you now. And when we release the lost episode, they'll all make sense. Yeah, <laughs> they'll all come I, into clarity. Like an Easter egg. Sean and I are going to make ensure that that episode stays hidden. <laughs> yes. But uh, right. so so I I watched wrestling from when I was a kid. You know the Hulk. I grew up in the Hulkamania era, as you guys did as well. Sure. Whether you watched wrestling or not, I did. Whether you knew it or not, you lived in the Hulkamania era. I watched. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, we were. Yeah. Yeah. I watched them. Yeah. So uh, I kind of grew up watching them, and you know, we would get pay per views all the time. Noah used to come over all the time. Sometimes I'd go over to Noah. Sometimes we'd have it at Matt's. You know, we. I, I think we saw pretty much every pay per view from WrestleMania probably three around that time yeah. up until the last WrestleMania I ever saw and it's about the time I turned my back on on wrestling you know there comes a time in a man's life when he must stop such childish things right. and uh, it was WrestleMania 11 and it absolutely killed me because uh, they jobbed out Bam Bam Bigelow to Lawrence Taylor you know not Amen, only, brother not only did he not G-Man. only not only did they job out Bigelow to 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 LT, that was bad enough, but it was coked up out of his gourd LT. Right. Allegedly, allegedly, it's all allegedly. He needed cash for his coke. That's Without right. It. It's all allegedly. Yes. Okay. Don't don't dismerge the greatest <laughs> linebacker <laughs> in NFL history. Let me tell you something. LT came to the ring. He had all of the New York Giants with him. Yes. And they stood around ringside. It was a. It was so weak. Who won? It was garbage. Who won? Dude, I'm he surprised had... he didn't show up with Daryl Strawberry. Who won? And... Yeah, the, great, the, the greatest Google. linebacker Keith in history Amanda. of the NFL. Yeah. He won. You have one of the best journeyman wrestlers of all time. This guy was not a huge draw, but he was a, a talent for a big man. Okay. Let's be let's be honest. He's a big fat tub of shit. No, he could do a cartwheel. You can't well, do a cartwheel. Well, I can't do a cartwheel. That doesn't mean anything. You can't do a standing drop kick. You can't do a headbutt I off wouldn't the top try rope. To, I, and I wouldn't try to beat up Lawrence Taylor. He's either. a big. He's a big dude. He's a big fat dude, but he's a big fat dude who got around. Yeah, he was yeah. around for a while. He was a, a very uh, talented wrestler, but they jobbed him out to sell. To, so like, I was like, done. I'm done with this. This is getting real stupid. And I lived through the gobbledygooker, okay? I know stupid when I see it, right? I know stupid <laughs> shit when I seen it. So I gave up on wrestling. And then, like I said, I, I kind of, I've kind of become peripherally aware of it. I missed what was kind of like the biggest uh, uh, era. You know, when Stone Cold Steve Austin came in, they went through kind of the whole Attitude Era thing. That's when I left. I wasn't watching during that time, and they drew more money and they sold more merchandise during the attitude era even than they did in the hulkamania time sure so i was a i was a fan during see the now i era. had <laughs> i had kids i was just having kids around that time and having like flipping through the channels and seeing it every once in a while i'm like my kids can't watch this it's like no. half naked broads and people you know bleeding all over the place yeah. i i couldn't do it so like i said it's just the time wasn't right for me and wrestling were like you know we were through, and so like a jilted love. That's I right. wish we would have had blood, though. I mean, we didn't get a lot of blood. We had some blood. Well, you, yeah, had to go, you had to go to like PBS to get blood sometimes. Well, Noah always World had class. a ton. Of, right, you had to get some Von Erich. Noah Von always Eric. had a ton. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had like the magazines that had like Ric Flair busted wide open. Crimson and, mask, baby. Crimson mask. By the way, about Ric Flair, that was one of the. He was he just he he was like 
entrancing. He disturbed me, but I could not take my eyes off him. He had that nasty knot on his back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like a cyst. Yeah, but what was worse? The what? knot on his back? I think it was. Could it be a cyst? I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah, but what, what the was hell worse? Is that? that or the big boil on the side of Dusty Road's big oh, fat belly? Oh, my God. What's what was worse, it? see? Oh. What was that? Oh, it was beautiful. I don't remember that. that. Yeah. Oh, you don't that remember? Was, How no. could you forget that? I don't think I saw that. Here's here's what the thing was on Flair's back. Yeah, what is it? Right? That was his... It's still there. It was his Siamese twin, Rusty Flair, right? <laughs> and it, it was Quato. It was a Quato on his back. And he used to... Reactor. He would advise him. He would advise him during the match. He would advise him. He goes, no, he's ready. Put him in the figure four. Flair, Flair start the figure four, Flair. I'm telling you, Ricky, he's ready for it, baby. Put him in the figure four. But every time he went down on his back and he'd do that gyration, and then he'd reach for his back, he, he's like reaching right for that cyst or whatever it, it was. Is. It, he had an itch. Yeah. Why would you? I mean, it couldn't have been a cyst. Why wouldn't you get it removed? He had enough money. <laughs> Did he? Jesus. But maybe he didn't Did want he the time off. Money? It would have cost him to be away from the yeah, ring. I mean, dude, they, they were working 300 days a year. So very disturbing. It, yeah. it is. It is. <laughs> in, a, in a nutshell, so so I decided I was going to have a little fun. I I subscribed to WWE Network. Yes, you. When did. they announced, just you, by the way. When they announced, <laughs> <laughs> I like to share. When when they announced that they had this network and that I could watch it through my PS4, and it's like ten bucks a month. You get every pay per view. You get. Every pay per view that has ever been in history, and at this point, it's not in, a bad deal. It's not and a bad not deal at all. Just WWE, by the way. Not that Everything. I'm showing for the WWE yeah, yeah, yeah. Network, but you get WCW, uh, Extreme, a lot of old you get ECW, AWA. you get some AWA, you get some World Class Championship Wrestling. You get all. So you get not just WWE because yeah. they. Like Disney, they bought own everything. all of it. Yeah, they, they bought it all, so right. they own it all. They own just about everything wrestling related, and they have a lot of great historical stuff. You know, from like the seventies, eighties. Yeah. You can watch old house shows from Madison Square Garden, nineteen eighty three. If you want to watch, uh, dude, if you want to watch uh, the Rock Don Morocco punk out Dino Bravo at MSG in nineteen eighty four. You, you can see that, That's and I love. I had forgotten. I love, I love, I love that I live in a time when I can get up in the middle of the night and and watch that on my TV. So what I decided was I stopped watching wrestling as of WrestleMania 11. I came back to wrestling at WrestleMania 30, which was this last WrestleMania. I have I have made it my goal to watch chronologically. Every WWE pay-per-view that has happened in the last, help me, that was 1995. Not just WrestleMania. 19 years. Not just WrestleManias. Every pay-per-view. Every pay-per-view. Wow. 19 years worth of pay-per-view. That's an undertaking. Now, in 1995, (laughs) they kind of switched to the format that they have today. Now, when me and I was kids and we're watching, you had your Royal Rumble, which was free. Remember, the first one was on USA Network, and it was free. Then they made it a pay-per-view. Royal Rumble. So you had Royal Rumble. I've paid for one of those. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. That was it. And that was it. The Grand Slam. Yeah, that was your Grand Slam. That was your four events right there. Then they started adding shit like the uh, King of the Ring tournament came in. Which also was free, the first one. The first one. Yeah, and, and... That's a teaser. That was, yeah, they get, they get you. That's a they what, suck they, in. what they started to do is they started saying, okay, what months don't we have pay-per-views? Let's slip a pay-per-view in there. And by 1995, there were 12 pay-per-views a year. There was literally one a month, which is how they do it today. It's nuts. They'll announce that a pay-per-view is coming There's one out. a month? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know how wrestling fans do it. Like, how did you keep up on this stuff when those some of those pay-per-views are like, 60 bucks or something well, like now that. Well, now it's not. It's easy. It's 10 bucks. Well, they're living now. in shanties, man. They're, they're, they're buying their natty They're buying their natty light and their subscription. <laughs> that's right. To the fucking that, wrestling. That's you, right. I dare, you, I dare you put down natty light. <laughs> <laughs> so what I started doing, and here's where I am as of tonight, okay? I've made it all the way to WrestleMania 12. Wow. That's one year worth of wrestling. Ooh, that's, a, and that's an undertaking. I've Hogan must still be going. Hogan's still going. 
Hogan's long gone. Well, no, Hogan's well, in WCW at this yeah, point. Yeah, the Hogan, okay. the Hogan area, the Hogan era of WWE or it's still WWF at this point. Right, is over. Okay, Hogan sold out big time and went over to WCW. That's when he at, became the what was Hollywood, Hogan. Well, Hollywood Hogan. First, no, he was he was Hogan. He was boring ass good he was guy. Hogan Hulk first Hogan. for like the first couple years when he was in WCW, and then when Hall and Nash, the Outsiders, came in. They created the NWO, and that's when Ho- Hollywood Hogan took 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 flight. That's right. Okay. That's right. So where I am in W, so WWF in this time, it's like right after the steroid trial. So it's like this really weird time where the talent is starting to like flee for other companies. Uh, they had like one or two big draws. You had like Shawn Michaels, uh, Bret Hart. These were like the top baby faces at the time, and uh, then you had guys like. Hall and Nash, who, as you said, you know, fled to WCW and and uh, made a lot of money there, but they were like the two big draws in WWE at the time. And then you had the Undertaker, right? Right. Big Ginger, he's big still Ginger. he's still around <laughs> now. Uh, mean Mark Callis. Yeah. So they had like a couple of stand-up guys, but they were trying to build stars out of like mid carters like Mabel, and uh, uh-huh. dude, this is the worst thing. Savio Vega was the worst thing to happen in 1995. He's worse than acid wash you're, jeans. You're bringing up names that, 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 would, dis- that Vega would discourage is. me from wanting to undertake what you're undertaking. Oh, it's awful. And, and let me tell you something. That's just the... <laughs> Not that I want to discourage the viewer, oh, please, or the hey, listener. By all means, follow along. Let me tell you something. That is just the tip of the shit iceberg, my friend. Oh. They brought up Barry Horowitz... A jobber, I'm right? Picturing a, a, a common I'm picturing jobber. a frozen brown iceberg right now, floating <laughs> through the water. Barry Horowitz, who had long been a That's jobber. Mabel. That's Mabel, the, the big floating they brought, iceberg. They brought him up to like the <laughs> mid-card. He was feuding with a with a mid-card guy. Oh, yeah. He was a Wait, total his jobber. his name is Mabel? No. no. A, yeah, the, well, there was a guy there named Mabel. There was a guy Mabel. named Mabel, oh, okay. yeah. This dude, big fat black guy. Don't yeah, know who he Mabel was awful. Yeah, oh, he was awful. terrible. This dude weighed like 600 pounds, and he was gassed immediately. The bell he would was ring. Gassed getting over the top yeah. rope to get in the <laughs> ring. That dude, him. he he would be out of breath by the time he hit the ring. That's wow. how bad he was. And he won the king of the ring. Yeah, he was. This guy won the king of the ring. Yeah, he was. You can't move him. As of the pay per views, as of like the mid 1995 pay per views I'm watching, Mabel is the top heel. That is a joke. That's awful. So there's a lot of lot of terrible shit. And and it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Yes, because <laughs> there's some bad stuff coming up. Uh, within the next, I think two pay per views, Hall and Nash will both leave the federation. Yeah. Uh, they'll bring in fake Razor Ramon and fake Diesel yes. for I think one or two pay per views before they abandon that. Kane. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Kane right now is Isaac Yankum DDS, yeah. the wrestling dentist. Right. He's not even Kane yet. Yeah. They they hung an awful gimmick on everybody that came through the door. Now they still they have what will be the top talent in the Attitude Era, but he doesn't know what he has. Like he has uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, right? He's not uh, not Triple H. Triple H is not yet, but not uh, Ripple H. I'm glad you said Triple H because I'm like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah, yeah, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah, Triple H when he first came into the Fed was like some dandy fop. He was like a Connecticut blue blood. Uh, it wasn't Andy until the, it wasn't until the <laughs> it wasn't until the Attitude Era when he would spit the water on everybody and hit people with a sledgehammer and shit. Steve Austin made an appearance at the last pay per view I just watched. The, ring the master. Ringmaster, yeah. boy, you want to talk about a shit gimmick? They they got some bad stuff in there, and it's like I said, it's gonna get worse. Uh, it won't turn around until about ninety until about ninety seven. So I got about another year's it's like worth. A bad case of gout. Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna get worse. It's it's gonna get worse before it gets better. But I'm looking. This is pre-rock here. Yeah. This is pre-rock. Rock is probably not there yet. Rock though. is rock is on his way. When he when the rock starts, he is the blue chipper Rocky Maivia. Right. Yeah. And he is this. Yeah. He is oh, this yeah. baby face. <laughs> Dude, you, wait, you're in '95 right now. I'm in '96. Uh, WrestleMania '96. Like two more years before Rocky becomes relevant. Yeah. He'll show up as Rocky Maivia, but he won't be the Rock yeah, as we yeah, know him right. today. Because you talk until you, like '97. Because you've been, like I said, you you've made it through a year of this, so we've talked about this before tonight. Yeah. 
and you're, you kind of inspired me, and I went back and watched the 98 King of the Ring. Okay. So I'm a, and I, I have no intention of watching, doing what you're doing at all, but yeah. I did want to watch I, the 98. I got to be honest, I don't advise it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I do advise going back and looking at the 98 King of the Ring, because oh this is the pay-per-view with the, the famous Hell in the Cell between The Undertaker. Right. That's and, a fantastic and, yeah. match. Yeah, where Foley, gets, where Foley yeah. gets thrown off the, the thing. Mick Foley? Mick Foley, yeah. Okay. It's a great match. If you get a chance to take a look at it. It's it's the King of the Ring 98, right? 98, yeah. They have a match called Hell in a Cell. It's a steel cage match, but they start on top of the cage. Undertaker throws Mick Foley off the top of the cage. Throws the him off the cage. Onto a table. He falls like two stories nice. off of his cage. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, insane. It's pretty good. It's totally nuts. Yeah. And they continue to fight. Like, yeah. that's not the end of the match. Yeah. Like, they, like, they get him up, and then he they try Jesus. to take him back. And, How and, much did he get for that fall? Oh, did, well, then he took another fall. Because, no, took that's, another bump. I mean, because that's got to be planned. Because so, then I they mean, went back yeah. up. He knows they, what's coming. They go back up to the top of the cage, and he tombs, tombstones he choke slams choke slams him through, him the, through the, top the, cage of the cage down into the ring. It's not. It's brutal. Yeah, it's a great. It's match. a brutal match. It's a match. really great match. It's, it's, he it's, must have it's been really hard up for cash. That is a. That is that's a. Gotta, you got to get paid a lot to take that. Yeah, well, he took, he he took a couple big bumps. Eight, right. Big and then he, people forget that he took like three pile drivers in onto a bed, basically a bed of thumbtacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he really literally crazy. pulls out like a big bag of thumbtacks and just lays them in the ring. And gets pile drive into him like three times. All wow. these, all these things that Noah's describing right now are super awesome. They're also about two years away from where I'm at. Right. It's it's off. There's some dr- truly dreadful shit. Uh, in in it, you were just at the at the absolute dregs of the WWE in like '95 '96. So I'll continue to watch. I'll kind of you know every couple episodes or whatever. Maybe I'll check in and we'll talk about. Some of the crazy shit I saw, but I do have to say, for me, it's not all bad, because some of the best things about the WWE Network, when you watch, I don't know if you saw any of the old Raws, so they have old Monday Night Raws from like 94, 95, when me and Noah used to, I used to go over to Noah's work when he was at the Senior Center, and they had a big screen TV in there, and they, right. they would have it closed out, they would chase all the old people out, right. and then me and Noah would sit on the couch and watch Monday Night Raw on the big TV. And I'd get paid, I was yeah. a professional wrestler <laughs> watching, it's great. Awesome. So uh, they have a couple of those old episodes, and of course, you know, they had the commercials are cut out of them, but they ran live on USA Network, so a lot of times what they do is they would hand uh, to the announcers like some drop-in copy, and they would talk about the movie that's coming up, or what's coming up next on USA Network, and they always gave it to Macho Man. So if you watch any of those old Raws, you get to hear these great readings of Macho Man of the USA Network movie of the week. Or another thing, you know, if there's Ooh. something <laughs> there's, some, there's something sublime about it. he goes, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall in Coming to America, a USA Network movie special. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Snap into it. Snap into it. Slim Jim. So, so it's, it's so awesome. There's something so sublime about hearing Randy Savage talk about uh, what's coming up next when he says, you know, like, uh, coming up next and Angela Lansbury and Murder, She Wrote on USA Network. <laughs> Yeah, well, the best thing about that guy was Elizabeth. It, yeah. yes, God rest yeah. her soul. God rest her drug-addled dead? soul. Oh, yeah. oh, oh she's wow. as dead as Julius yeah, Caesar. I have no idea. That's the other thing too that I do is he I go through high. there and I count the body count. How many of these guys are dead? He's dead. They're He's dead. dead. He's dead. All those guys, all these guys are dead. All right. Well, we'll we'll be interested to hear how this goes. We'll, we'll we won't check in every week because yeah, every few weeks. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know I know the wrestling's not for everybody, but like I said, some of the shit is just stone bananas. When I see it, and I go, what is what is happening? Yeah. Well, once you, once you get to like ninety eight, I think it'll pick up. And I that's think when the attitude era will begin. Yeah. Everybody will kind of be hitting their stride, and you'll get to see some of the good gimmicks. So right. But uh, well, I think uh, I think we've hit it. I think we've. Uh, We've completed episode two, boys. Solid. Solid episode, I think. I feel yeah, like we, uh, sounds good. I think we hit this one out of the ballpark. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. We do have some exciting stuff planned for episode three. Right. 
Uh, we're going to have another installment of Shit Bubba Found on Netflix. Is that what we're calling it, by I the way? I like it. I like Shit that. Shit Bubba Found on Netflix. Th- did so. you it's my favorite that? feature. I think I named yeah. it that yeah. last time. So yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. I think it sounds. I think it's a great feature. Uh, so, that's what I'm yeah, most excited that. about. You yeah. love that. That's your I favorite. Love it. That's your favorite. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we could do it all show, I think. Right. We, yeah, could, we could just do another. Yeah. We could just do us. You mentioned we should just do another podcast called Shit Bubba Found on Netflix. Yeah, we're gonna. Sean and I are gonna spin that, off our own podcast. That could be a podcast. weekly cast. Yeah, we're gonna turn OTR. We're gonna turn the OTR <laughs> network on. So. I know. Whenever I get on PSN and I see Sean's on Netflix, I go, "Good, he's." I hope he's watching something. Oh, yeah. like he's, watching, he's watching. He's watching. Watching one of my recommendations. I'm waiting. He's I'm watching waiting. Karate I'm, Robo's I'm praying for a text. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this, Taylor. Well, we know people. We know people enjoyed uh, the last installment of it, and we're gonna change it up a little bit because last time we just can't. We told you about it, and we hoped you went out and watched it, but this time. We are actually going to tell you the movie that we are going to discuss on the next podcast. So, Bubba, please reveal to us the shit you found on Netflix. So, I found an amazing flick for our next podcast. It's called Dead Ball. It can be found on Netflix streaming. It is a wonderful redemption story about uh, a, a young Japanese baseball player uh, and the juvie baseball league he ends up playing for. Nice. Uh, that sounds good. It is not for the squeamish. It is not for the faint of heart. Uh, I hope you like butt humor because you're going to get a lot of that. You're going to get a going to get prison, a, prison, I guess. Buckets of gore. It is next level bonkers, and I hope you'll watch it and then come back uh, to the next episode and hear us talk. About dead ball. Well, it's got a little baseball, so I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love baseball. Yeah. I love yeah. a good baseball yeah. movie like Field of Dreams and sure. you know, things like that. So that'll be interesting. So get on Netflix, check out Dead Ball, and uh, be ready. Episode three, we're going to be talking about that. So uh, I guess make sure you check out everything. Check out our website, offtherailspodcast.com. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter to get all the latest news at offtherailspod. And uh, also, check out Sean's playlist for episode two. He'll be coming out with that here probably uh, later in the week. So you'll be able to go on there and listen to some of those songs. Nice job on playlist number one, by yeah, the way. I hope everybody liked it. It was a good little playlist. So we're, uh, we're going to get that out. And uh, also, do us all a favor. Go on to iTunes. Give us a rating. Review us. Tell everybody about us so we can get more listeners and uh, get our voices into more headphones out there on your drive, uh, either to work or wherever you listen to us. So... Uh, until next time, I think we just went off the rails. This song don't give a damn. damn. If the rhymes don't fit with the DJ, quit. Yeah. This song don't give a damn. damn. You can't sing or dance to it, can't romance to it. This song ain't arrogant. Uh. If you don't try and buy it, or if your radio denies it, don't care about what, who got, what's cool on TV, or what spots hot, I forgot. Yeah. I ain't mad at evolution, but I stand for revolution. Get up. Enough is enough. Somebody stand up, come on Get up Stand up
kids I went so I'm never on the fist Since they think the masses are powerless Ponderous, fucking ponderous.